Hey, Dave. Hey, what's up, Andy? I have an idea. All right, I'm listening. How about let's do another horror movie podcast? You want to go back to doing some Black Cat Shadow? I'm ready. Nah, I got a new idea. It's going to be a brand new podcast. That's right. This is a brand new show that me and Dave are doing. It's called the World of Horror Podcast. Thank you kindly for stopping in and listening to this first episode. So, you know, we're just going to kind of introduce ourselves. If you have not listened to us before, we both did a show uh, about a year uh, for a few years. And it's called Black Hat Shadow. And uh, me and Dave were on that. That came to a close. That show came to a close for a number of reasons. But uh you know, we decided uh, to start this back up, and uh, so kind of give you an idea of what to expect on this show. It's uh, we're just gonna have it's just gonna be like a casual conversation. If you are familiar with Dave's pop culture podcast, um, it's gonna be very similar to our Shoot the Breeze episodes, and even our '80s horror episodes that me and Dave had. Sometimes some of the episodes, so it's gonna be a casual conversation about horror movies or just anything horror, uh, but we're. From time to time, we're also going to have guests, and uh, we're going to talk about specific movies with those guests. Yeah, man, I think it's a great idea. So I know you and I, we podcast a lot before so many times, and when you come over to the podcast from Another World, which is the current show that I've been doing, it was fun to throw down some Amityville Horror, and I think that got some of the sparks flying. Then we went over to the Faye Fry from France podcast. That got some more sparks flying, and then I remember I just hit you up, man. It's like, oh, dude. I miss podcasting with you. And that's when you're like, I got an idea. And I'm just so glad that we can get you back in the podcasting community. You asked me to be your co-host and now we can relive the glory all over again. Yeah, man. It's so awesome. I mean, I've, I watch a lot of, I mean, I know you do too. We, but we both watch a lot of horror movies and I was just kind of getting to this funk. It's like, man, I'm watching all those movies, but I don't like, I don't have anything. I don't have anybody to talk to about them, you know, stuff like that. And this is a great outlet for me to talk about the movies I've watched and, or just talk about whatever my thoughts are within the horror genre. And maybe there's like a new movie coming out that we want to talk about our feelings about it. You know, what we think about it. Um, maybe you want to talk about some music or, you know, something like that. So it's just going to be kind of a grab bag of horror, you know, and, and me and Dave, we're, it's just going to be a conversation where it's, it's going to be fun. Um, we're just here to have fun. Uh, I think that was one of the main things what that, got me hung up with black hat shadow it was, it was very structured and there was a lot of prep that went into that show and so i think it, it kind of became more of a chore for me so this is going to be very like 
unstructured, just conversation, just shoot the breeze. We're just here to have fun, talk about horror, and we hope that you join along. We appreciate you guys joining along with us. So for this first episode, we want to just introduce ourselves to you if you're not familiar with us. If you haven't listened to us before, um, we're just going to talk about what got us into the horror genre, You know, maybe some of our favorite movies. We'll just see where the conversation goes. Um, so Dave, uh, you know, start off with, you know, share with the folks, uh, what, what got you into the world of horror? Man. So it's been really simple, dude. I was like anywhere from that eight to 10 year old bracket stumbling upon blank VHS tapes being where I wasn't supposed to man and seeing the very end of the classic 1978 Halloween and just wondering what the heck it was that I had watched. And then I had stumbled on this other movie that no kid uh, in elementary school should ever see called I Spit on Your Grave. And I learned a lot about what horror was from watching that flick, man. But I'll tell you, it was the Michael Myers thing, you know, and wanted to know more about the shape and what that was. And so I started to collect the VHS tapes and I just wanted the, the Halloween franchise. And as I started to watch them, it just got me going like, what else is out there? And my aunt took me to see Scream in theater and dude just seeing your first horror movie on the big screen and with it being that particular movie because we know it's a meta film and they're talking about all these other horror movies i was basically just writing them down notes man i'm like prom night what is that i gotta see that terror train what is that i gotta see that the howling what are all these movies and dude that's that's truly where the love was born because my aunts always love horror so when she took me to see horror and i started to say hey how about these movies we started to watch them together i started to buy them watch them on my own i can say that my first true love was born and that was with horror movies oh yeah that's great i mean it's great when you have a family member that's also into horror like an older person that can like take you to movies and stuff as a kid. Uh, I definitely missed out on that. Like I didn't have anybody in my family that was into horror. I was really not even allowed to watch horror. Um, I did, you know, kind of on the down low, I watched horror, you know, <laughs> but I will tell you like the first thing that really captured my interest, captured my imagination was watching the thriller video, Michael Jackson's thriller. Cause that was like, that was basically like a horror movie, like a mini horror movie. And uh, just just the imagery, you know, the zombies come out out of the ground, um, just their look, you know, they're like scary, you know, and that was like the first. That was like one of the first scary things that I saw. And even though it wasn't like a typical horror movie, like for me, that kind of like brought me into the world of horror, like it got me there. And. uh, And so I think from then on, I mean, as a kid, I was always fascinated with monsters, like watching Godzilla and stuff like that. But as I got older, like kind of like my preteen years, um, you know, I started getting more fascinated with with Jason and Freddy. You know, Freddy was big in the 80s. So I always saw Freddy, you know, like on TV, there was that Freddy's Nightmares on TV. And, you know, I wanted to dress up like Freddy for Halloween, get the Freddy glove and stuff. I never actually did. But um, I think I had one of those cheap uh, hockey masks from like the dollar store. So I would pretend like I was Jason, you know. And, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it was those old movies, uh, you know, some of those, those old music videos from the eighties were great, but yeah, what catching those old, older movies on TV, um, that was another thing that, that really caught me was I would be watching TV on like a Saturday afternoon and we had a local UHF station. It was channel 62. I remember KSMO and they had this thing called day scream theater and it was like a, 
you know, it was just like a, a spot in the afternoon, like from like, I don't know. I have one. I th- almost think it was like from one to six where they would just show nothing but horror movies. And I think sometimes it was on Sunday afternoons and sometimes it'd be on Saturday afternoons. And so that was kind of my doorway, my gateway into seeing some of these movies. Like I saw Friday the 13th part three. I saw children of the corn. I saw Chud. I saw, um, the gate nine, seven, six evil, all these great eighties horror movies on that due to that UHF station. So I am really, so that was really cool. And that's something that I miss nowadays. Like, you know, when you watch TV, actually, I will take that back. We have Comet now, which is a TV s- station that does show like horror and sci-fi. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Actually, I got a funny story. I actually leave my TV on Comet probably 50% of the time because I feel like my cat likes it. So when I leave, let's say I, I don't want to leave the apartment quiet. Like, oh, man, I'm going to give you something to watch. Let's see what's on Comet or Heroes channel. You know, get them some classic horror, sci-fi. And uh, it's always cool to see what pops up on there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I yeah, I would like turn on comment just to see what was on and you know, maybe not stick around and watch whatever is on. But it's always cool because I'll get a glimpse of like, a movie that they're showing. I'm like, what is that movie? And I'll do the info button. And I'll, oh, it's uh, Count Yorga or it's, you know, Blackula <laughs> or something like that. So yeah. I'm like, cool. So then I'll I'll like that'll just kind of st- go in the back of my brain. I'm like, I need to check that out later. But uh, that's a good reason to have this podcast, too, is, you know, if there's movies out there that we want to see that we haven't seen yet, we could check them out and then come back and talk about them, do some first impressions and whatnot. Because I think one of our biggest common denominators is we are big, big fans of the 80s, just the slashers, whodunit killer movies and the splatter effects and just the, you know, the rock and roll and the sex and drugs and all that. The way it all went together was always a great time. And so I don't see a reason why we do general horror conversations and we can throw down on the Jason movies, the Friday, you know, all the good stuff, some Hellraiser. It's been a long time, man. Yeah, definitely. So I think for me, like thinking about some of my favorite movies within the horror genre is like, I love like the setting is what always is what always kind of pulls me. And if it, if it's like an interesting setting, like in the woods or like in a big city or something like, so, uh, there's always something about the setting that'll pull me in. And there's like certain, um, certain plots, like something that involves like people disappearing or uh, some kind of mystery. I always love that kind of stuff too. So I, you know, some of my favorites, I mean, I kind of named off like, some of the ones that I saw when I was a kid, and that really ties into my favorites too, because you know, with the nostalgia, that just that has a lot of weight. You know, when you're thinking about your favorite movies, so um, you know, like I said, like Chud is probably my favorite monster movie. Um, the Howling Two <laughs> is probably my favorite werewolf movie, even though it's it's not great, but it's my favorite werewolf movie, and that's okay if you don't like it. I mean. I I try to talk a lot about it on Twitter. You guys have may if you if you follow me, you may have seen it. Uh, me talk about talk about that sometimes, but uh, you know I try to think of what my favorite franchise is. I think it's probably I, I would say Halloween if I had to say. I think I would I would choose Halloween with Friday Thirteenth being a close second. Um, I'm really not the biggest Freddy fan, even though I said like. I was all about Freddy as a kid. Like as an adult, I actually kind of watched through the Nightmare on Elm Street series, and I wasn't a bit the biggest fan of it. But it's 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 okay, you know. I'm I'm not like totally against it. But yeah, I mean, monster movies. I love monster movies. I love slashers too. Um, I went through a period in like the 2000s where I just like watched every 80s slasher movie that I could get my hands on, 
And uh, so I've seen a lot of 80s slashers, but I've like forgotten most of what I've seen because I was like, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. Well, I'll tell you an interesting segue just because, man, uh, not too long ago, you and I were both the guests on the Fave Five from Fans podcast where we did top five favorite 80s slashers. So, you know, you've kind of let some of the cats out of the bag of some things that you like. But I think if people are hearing us here and they want to know more about some of the movies that we love, potentially maybe some movies that come up on the future on the podcast, they can go check out that episode. I think, uh, I think it's a treat. Yeah, definitely. It was such a blast to be on it with Jamie and, and, you know, name off our our top um, 80s slasher killers. That was a really fun episode. It, it'll be, it's going to be great to have some of the people from the Slightly Irregular podcast join our show from time to time. And uh, looking forward to that. To kind of give people more of a, of a flavor of, of my horror, my taste in the horror genre. My, like, my favorite director is John Carpenter, probably. Everything from, like, from the way the movie looks, which I know that owes a lot to... Uh, a cinematographer like Dean Cundy has done a lot of work on his films and he's a great cinematographer. But I also love John Carpenter's scores. It's probably like my favorite person, musician that creates music scores. Um, I love those. And uh, you know, I love whatever he makes, puts in his movies. So do you actually have a favorite film by John Carpenter? It's probably going to be, and I just have to go by which one I've seen the most. I think that's how I'm going to decide which one my favorite one is. That's probably going to be Halloween 1978. Okay, I'm going to do one better. I want to know your top three favorite. Right now, top three, so you don't have to narrow it down. Halloween. Halloween and Halloween, right? That's what you're going to say? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably, I'm probably going to say um, The Thing. Absolutely. And uh, mm. it's so hard to pick three. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, <laughs> I thought I was doing you a favor. <laughs> yeah, I know. Give me three. <laughs> I mean, I could take his whole catalog right and watch them but um okay so halloween the thing i'm gonna say mm. the fog that's that's, that's what i was waiting on that, that would have yeah. been my prediction for you <laughs> yeah i had to think about that i was like what's uh, i had to like run through all of his movies in my head but i will say i like i like a lot of his movies and there's you know there's kind of the popular opinion that his quality of work his quality of films have kind of went down and his more recent films but i actually like Ghost of Mars. I know people hate that movie. Ooh. I, I like that movie. Wow. I haven't seen that movie, uh, dude, it's like since it came out. I barely remember it. I just, my biggest memory of it was I felt like it ended on a severe cliffhanger. But I don't yeah. remember if that's right. I don't, does it? It's, okay. uh, yeah, you're right. It, it ends. Like they're they're like gearing up, ready to yeah. like go back. Yeah, into like the Ice fight. Cube. He's just like, let's go get killed. And then credits. I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay. It does. Everything else is good, huh? <laughs> you know, I I don't know. Like, I think I I like the story, the idea behind it. Like the, sure. I love like the idea of like aliens like taking over people. I think like the whole body snatcher trope. That's like one of my favorite um, things that types of movies. Like I love Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978. I love the Puppet Masters, which is like yeah. not not Full Moon, but like, no, the, I know. Yeah, Puppet Masters. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. about. Uh, Donald Sutherland, right? Yeah, Donald Sutherland was in it. Did, it's you, like a, did you purposely yeah. do that? Did you go Invasion of the Body Snatchers? To, did, did you see the double connection there with oh, Donald man. Sutherland? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I just thing a, gonna, yeah, you got to think for Donald Sutherland. Next thing I you're going to tell me so. you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the movie? Oh, okay, Confession Time. Here I've never go. seen that movie. I've You've never, never seen, seen the Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the movie that inspired the TV show? I've never seen it. <sighs> um, Brian from Terrible Terror Podcast is going to yell at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, 
No, another Donald Sutherland movie that I like is Virus with Jamie Lee Curtis. He's in that? Yeah, he, he's I got I watched it because she said that it wasn't a good movie, so I didn't watch it. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I like it because it kind of carries on that body snatcher trope, just like I said with the other ones. Like, it's like these people, like, they're on a salvage boat and they're... And they get caught in a storm and they kind of get out of the storm, but then they're like... They run up on this old this Russian ship that's just kind of floating adrift out at sea. Well, they're also thinking about salvaging the ship too because it's going to be worth millions of dollars. But anyway, when they get on board, uh, it turns out there's like this alien force that's on the ship, and it's kind of taken over the electronics of the ship, and it has killed like the crew, but it like saves their bodies and like creates these like cyborg half cyborg half. It's like these cyborg zombies almost, you know, and it's the effects are really cool. But, you know, it didn't have. Yeah, I guess it didn't get good reviews because it's probably not a great movie. But I thought the effects are really cool. But anyway, that's one of the tropes I like. It's like the body snatcher trope. Well, I got to I got to tell you, I struggle with the same problem when it comes to John Carpenter. I also love pretty much everything that he ever makes. And I think my top two are the same as yours. Uh, Halloween and The Thing. I just those movies could never get old and it's always awesome when you can come across somebody that hasn't seen the thing right because they nowadays especially it's like oh from 2011 or whatever it was you're like no the one from the early 80s you know and look at me i do a podcast that i spun off of the original one from 5051 but the reason I was pressuring you on your third one is because I have no idea what my third choice would be for John Carpenter. Um, like you, I love The Fog, but I also love Escape from New York, and I also love Cigarette Burns, the one he did for Masters of Horror. Like, there's so many. Like, he doesn't make bad movies, you know. And then it's been such a long time since I've seen like Prince of Darkness. So I don't oh, know, man. Yeah. That'd be funny to see if I can create a what would be a top three for John Carpenter, but. Not to not to sit here and give all the love in the world to the Faye Five for Fans podcast, but uh, he did have a Faye Five John Carpenter thing, and that really got my wheels turned into like, man, I need to watch more movies again. And then you, with you throwing that at me again, I just feel like it's a sign. I, I need to dive back into the Carpenter world. But uh, yeah, man, it's um, it's really awesome to have the Halloween movies in existence. And can you believe we're getting another one next year and then possibly a one a uh, year after that? Like it's still going oh, Michael yeah. Myers steer reigns, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to him, even though the, you know, the first one was all right. Uh, I'm looking forward to him. Uh, Let me tell just, you something. I don't yeah. know if you saw this dude on Twitter. I saw a post and it talked about how great 2021 is going to be for horror. Do you want to see this there? They put six movies down that are, that have been slated to come out next year. Oh Yeah. What's okay, that? so since we already started with it, we have Halloween Kills, which I know, yes, we're both looking forward to it. Spiral, which we know is the new chapter in the, you know, Saul. I don't know which direction it's going to go, but I know that same writer, so I'm excited for that. We have uh, one of my favorite franchises, Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. I'm all about the Conjuring movies. You like them, right? Yeah, yeah, they're good. Okay. I'm very excited. Scream 5 is slated. Oh yeah, and I know so far you know Nev Campbell signed on. I know David Arquette signed on. This will be the first screen movie without Wes Craven, but I feel like whoever picks it up, whoever slated to do it, they're going to do it justice. Like I think they know the shoes that they're going to fill, and I just got a feeling, man. And, and I like all the screen movies, right? I, I have definitely my favorite order of them, and the first one is still the best in my opinion. But I'll be excited to see where they go with it. Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for a new screen movie. Yeah, I. I loved all those. All that's like one of my favorite franchises is Scream, and uh, I love. I actually love the TV series, like the first two seasons anyway. 
the third season was eh, it was okay. Um, did you ever watch the third season of Scream? I didn't, just because uh, they changed everything, and I liked the first two so much. And I guess I was kind of waiting around for them to continue what they left us with two. And since they didn't, I just gave up on it. Yeah, I I'm right there with you. I was really disappointed to learn that they got rid of like the cast of yeah, because you know, they the went a whole new seasons. route, right? Just like an individual. Yeah, it was, it's all new cast, all new storyline. Let me ask you a question. I had heard this. I don't know if it's true. We know what the killer looks like from Scream season one, season two. The mask is different. I heard in the third season they went back to the original movie mask. Did they do that or did they keep the TV show mask? Yeah, they went back to the original, like the movie mask. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I know a lot of us, I don't know about you, but our reaction was shocked when we found out they weren't going to use like the ghost face mask. It was like, wait, what? But- yeah, it was a weird decision. And, you know, I don't know what brought it on, but um, I was fine with the new mask as well. I mean, just because, you know, I liked I liked the cast so much and just the sh- I just like the show oh, yeah. in general so much that I didn't really care that the mask was different. So, you know, how earlier uh, you talked about um, like music from the 80s and stuff, music videos used to be so good. That was like the last time I watched MTV and cared about it. But when I found out that Scream was going to be on MTV, that's where the TV show premiered. I was like, oh, look, a reason to try MTV again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the only thing I've watched on MTV here recently. So, Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you before we get too far. These uh, There's two more movies that are slated for next year. And this, and I'm leaving out Candyman because um, I don't know for sure if that – but if that comes out, I'm – hey, anything Jordan Peele's attached to, I'm in. I'll just say that right now. But – uh Two movies that I didn't even really realize were coming, much less this soon. There's a reboot of Hellraiser. Really? Yeah. Do you know any names that are attached to it? When I looked it up on IMDb, it just said reboot of the original, and it was slated for next year. And I think it's pre-production, so we're assuming everything's still going to go through, but I... I would like to think, because I know Clive Barker is still with us, I'd like to think he had a, a hand in somewhere, at the very least, just some production value, because after all, it's his characters. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's got to be involved. I mean, it'd be interesting to see an updated version, though, like like what things are going to look like, you know, with, uh, with like, you know, modern effects and so like that. Well, I'll tell you uh, one thing. I, I saw the last two Hellraiser movies, and... They were okay, but you could tell there's been a difference when you don't have Doug Bradley playing Pinhead. And it just, I just kind of have that feeling. I'm just like, can we please just get one more Doug Bradley Pinhead? And I thought, what better way than to just do the remake of what made him famous? Just give us one more. That would be like if they decided to reboot Nightmare on Elm Street one more time because the last one wasn't so successful. And can you believe it's been like 10 years since we had a Freddy movie? Like, dude, remember you said the eighties, they made like five or six of those in the eighties. Within 10 years, we haven't had one, you know what I mean? But if they (laughs) were going to do it, do like one serious hardcore reboot and let Robert England do Freddy one more time. I just think that's the way that all these horror icons should go out. It's just, you know, one more time, the big bang. Yeah. I'm, I'm not against it. Um, I, I think I remember seeing some of the concept art for the Hellraiser remake and, it looked interesting from what I saw, uh, but that could have been, you know, now that I think about it, it could have been for that latest Hellraiser movie. What was it called? Judgment? Judgment. Yeah. That could have been from that. And don't get me wrong, that movie wasn't bad, but it was it was very odd because for anybody out there who has watched all the Hellraiser movies, they'll know what I'm talking about. 
that movie, that franchise took a transition like halfway through. I'd say anything from like five and up where they became like detective stories with a Hellraiser backing. Like they, they didn't feel so condemned in a hell world feel like you got from one, two, three, and four. They went this other like safe. It's almost like they did that one card where they just took a script for a horror movie and gave it the J.J. Abrams treatment and made it in the franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I've heard is is in those later movies, they took a script that was not supposed to be original. That was not originally a Hellraiser movie. And they just like just I think basically because uh, it was a new line cinema. Was that who had the rights to a Hellraiser? Yeah, so. I think to keep it, or was it, I don't know, anyway, whoever had it, to keep the rights, they had to make a Hellraiser movie like every so many years. Right. So they're like, well, we need to make one, so let's just take the script that we have laying around for a horror movie and just insert Pinhead into it. And I think that's kind of what happened with the last you know, few sequels. Yeah, and it, what it seemed to be, and I don't like to trash talk movies, but what I found myself doing when I watched those movies is the best part was the Pinhead part. Right. And so I know you could do the natural treatment, like where you watch like original Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy's only on screen, like eight minutes or whatever they say it is. It's some short amount of time. It might honestly be less than that, but it's like, just like Jaws, like, oh, the best parts are when you see all this happen, but uh, we want more, you know what I mean? But it seems like when they started to do more, that's when the scripts were lacking. So I guess you get what you want out of it, whichever way it goes. But uh, the last movie to tell you, just talking about big movies being rebooted. I had no idea this was happening. I felt like I've looked this up and never seen anything. I saw somebody put a post about it today. I was like, what? No way. I looked it up. Yep. Sure enough next year. And and it's funny because I just did an episode on this and said, there's a reason why you don't remake this. But I guess that um, I put my foot in my mouth because next year we are getting a reboot of the exorcist. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Now that you mentioned, I have, I have seen some people you know, sharing the poster on Facebook, and I don't know. I'll give it a shot. I mean, but I'm not like super excited for it, honestly. I'm scared because I here's my hope. Like, I do feel like that's a movie that shouldn't be remade, and that might be a convoluted statement because there are several movies that I like. I like the Evil Dead remake more than the original, and I'm sorry if that makes anybody mad. Um, but the thing about The Exorcist is it was all practical, right? And the last thing I want is from somebody to come in and go CGI crazy. Because in my opinion, that's what messed up the It remake so much. You know, the chapter one and chapter two is the guy who played the clown was really good. And, and the look was really good and everything. And some of the parts were freaky and awesome. But then when you could, when it was like overdone, you know what I mean? To like really stretch your imagination. And it was like total CGI stuff. It just pulled me out of it. And I don't want an exorcist that turns out to be like a Japanese horror film, you know, where the, where it's like crawling and running at you and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like I like the movies like mama and things like that for what they are, but I don't want it mixed with the exorcist. Yeah, for sure. I mean, cause the, the practical effects, I mean, that's, that's the driving force of the original movie. Um, I mean, the story, it's, it's a great story, you know, and, and I think just the, the horror of seeing a little girl, like an innocent little girl, like turn into what she was, you know, possessed by a, a demonic force. I mean, that was, that's what made that movie so intense. But then with the, with the practical effects, that really added to it. And just the level of like Dick Smith, you know, I think he was the effects guy on that. And just the, the level of 
uh, workmanship they brought to that movie. That's what really made it the movie that it is now that has a cult falling. But yeah, with a new one, who knows what they're going to do? Like with the way that entertainment is now, it's like a commodity. These movie companies are trying to just like make a dollar. You know, they may just, they may want to make a movie for like, you know, with the least amount of budget. So they're going to throw in some CGI because it's cheaper than the practical. So who knows? Hopefully they don't. Hopefully they do the original justice. I'll keep an open mind and I'll check it out. Yeah. And, you know, some studios will spend a lot on there and then they'll just go crazy with the CGI, though. And even though it may look great for what it is, like it it still doesn't beat what it can be with the practical stuff. And sometimes less is more. Right. And I think that's what it really boils down to. And another example I want to give. I don't know if you've seen the remake of this. Um, I know you said you've seen the original, but it's been a long time. But they made that movie uh, in 19, I think, what, 71. It was made for TV. It was Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. It, It was minimal right i mean but it they sold it and it was creepy and it did wonders for the world my uncle loves that movie he's the one that introduced it to me shout out to him then we watched the remake together and it wasn't a bad movie and it had guillermo del toro all over it and he makes great movies but the thing was is they just went crazy cgi and made it all like intense and running at you and it just gave it that treatment that i hate similar to what we got in like i am legend like i didn't like the the zombies in that you know Give me give me the Walking Dead zombies. Give me the real people. Give me the Romero zombies. That's the kind of zombies I like, and that's the kind of creature effects I like. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, anytime you can do practical, I think that's that's always going to be the best route. Now, you can use you know computer graphics to enhance the practical effects. Sure. I don't have, I don't have a problem with that. Well, the one thing that I am okay with, I, I will defend CGI right now in two ways. One, you just said, I love it when they mix them. When they go together, and sometimes you can't even tell if it, like what happened or they use it for transition pieces. It's beautiful. It works great. I know Tom Savini, big, 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 great special effects artist out there, all practical effects. He loves when CGI is mixed in, and it just helps kind of like push along the practical effect. But the other one is, is I don't want my Hollywood movies going crazy and done with CGI, like you said, for the budget thing. But if you want to make a so bad it's good fun CGI movie, Sharknado, for example, Crocodile, things like that nature, when it's just like, okay, you know what you're getting into, then give me CGI all day long. I'm cool with that. Just don't put it on my serious horror movies. Yeah, there's definitely a place for that. The cheesy, like, uh, CG, like what you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. I And those movies are fun. Like, I, uh, I'm fine with that. You know, I, that doesn't, like, offend me or anything. Think, one thing that's interesting, though, I was trying to look it up while you were talking, but uh, I saw some people talking about there's going to be a new Thing movie, like a, a another, I don't know if it's going to be a remake or what, but there's going to be like a new Thing coming out. A pre-prequel? <laughs> I don't know. I almost think it's like a, it may, yeah, maybe. May, maybe like just another remake of the, yeah. 80 ver- the 80, uh, 84 version. I'm not really sure, but... See, I can't get mad because the thing that we love is already a remake. So I would never say don't remake a remake. You know what I mean? I am interesting on another take of it. But I think for me, like you, um, atmosphere's got to be right. Uh, it's got to be cast well. We need a, a good person. Doesn't matter, guy, girl, whatever race. It doesn't matter, man. You just have to have the vision. And it's got to it's gotta sell it, right? It's got to make it for us. But um, I will tell you, there is something really scary about being isolated in snow. Like that movie, The Thing to me goes down as one of the greatest horror movies ever because it's terrifying and I know why you love it. It's 
Based on the body snatchers all over again, man. Yeah, and it actually came out in 82. I just want to say that before somebody hey, says... Look, look at you. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I was a little short on the date, so yeah. We have video um, up, and I, he did not look that up. It just clicked in his head, so I just want to say that. You got it. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. It is the body snatcher element, the trope. And I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's just something about um, like people that you used to know being taken over by some kind of sinister force or whatever, and they're not the same person that they were when you knew them. That's there's something really like insidious about that. I, I Maybe like it's it. you. Maybe there's just more to Andy than we know. Maybe you are truly the, a hopeless romantic. Maybe you're like it's on the inside what counts. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, man. Into this, man. But uh, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not like a super fan of gore. You know, I I'm I'm okay with it. Like when it's called for, but like uh, even like with the Hellraiser movies, those kind of like get to me a little bit. Um, I don't know. There's just something about like. Like a super gory movie that I'm just not a fan of. Did so you anyway, make it through the Saw franchise? No, I've I've actually only seen parts one and two. That's it. Okay, I was gonna so. say that. Yeah, part one I know is kind of rough on the edges for some folks, but they call it torture porn for a reason. Once stuff like Hostel and Saw gets going, and I'm okay with it, but I don't need it to make the movie better. Yeah, and I I think I would be into the storyline of the Saw movies because it sounds like they have a lot, a lot of twists and turns and stuff. I th- yes. and, and it hasn't been spoiled for me, so I think I would like that part of it. All right, well, cool. Let me tell you what happens. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I want to let people know is um, I'm severely against spoilers. And so in the future, like we're, this is our first episode. The format may change later. We may decide to do this a different route or whatever. The good news is we're both back, and we're going to be talking horror, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know how often we'll put out episodes, but if we're ever going to spoil something, you're going to have a severe heads up. I I will probably tell you ten times, again, spoiler alert, because I don't want to ruin stuff for people. So Also, I don't like trash-talking movies, so if Andy and I are going to review a movie, it's probably because we like it, definitely not because we hate it. Yeah, that's that's for sure. We want to we want to keep this a fun podcast. We want to keep it positive, and you know we're just here to, to have fun. It's going to be casual, um, and you know maybe that may not work for some people. I don't know, but that's for me. That's just what I got to do to keep it fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like zero. I don't want to say zero prep time because I mean we're going to be watching movies. We're going to be talking about movies and stuff like that. We're going to make this podcast something worth listening to. But yeah, like you know, you're talking about how often we're going to release episodes. I would say. You know, look for a monthly, you know, maybe yeah. maybe in the future we'll do go to biweekly every two weeks. But for right now, with my schedule, I went back to school, working on a d- degree, um, you know, working full time job. It's just hard to do a, a lot of episodes. But, you know, for the first few episodes, we will we will have them out uh, right away, right away, because we're going to, you know, as you'll see in our feed, there's going to be three episodes available right at the launch um so anyway so but after that it'll be like monthly episodes yeah so. nothing wrong with that man because good thing about being in the podcast world good thing about being in the sip network is we're surrounded by podcasters and friends so so much so that we call them family and when you hear them there you're going to hear them here and even though you and i may be doing this thing only once a month i'm affiliated with other podcasts but they could turn around and for all we know you may be guesting on another podcast so that's the best part about being in the network is we'll always be on each other's shows so if everybody subscribes to the network checks out each other's shows you're never going to be without an episode to listen to yeah, I just want to say thanks to the slightly irregular podcast, the SIP Network, because, you know, they've welcomed us with open arms. Welcome to the show. 
uh, welcoming us to be a part of the network. So that's really awesome. I really appreciate that. You know, it just it just feels good when somebody you know believes in your show and wants to support you. So we're going to do what we can to support the network and you know spread the word about the SIP network. And uh, that's slightly irregular podcast network, right? That's I mean, it. I got that slightly right. irregular. Yep. Slightly irregular. All right. Just like I got a question for you. Yeah. So we talk about we're going to do a lot of general chats, right? We we talk about you know we may prep in advance so much as hey how about you watch a movie I'll watch the same movie and then we'll just talk about it for fun and I love that idea. Do you think uh, it would be safe to tell listeners that? In the future, we may do something as crazy as like a list episode. Like I may say, hey, Andy, uh, on this next episode, let's do like our top five favorite this, this, this. Or let's talk about our favorite this, this, and this and just go back and forth and maybe have some fun list mix in there. Because I don't want to steal from anybody, but I'll tell you, some of the best episodes of some of our favorite podcasts out there seem to be – they each do a list at some point, And it's – I don't know. It's so gripping. And uh, you know, we've only got to do that together a couple times. Yeah, for sure, man. I I'm not a big list person, but that's those are great episode ideas. You know, it'll give me watching more movies and um, you know, putting together a list. Uh, that'll be great. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. The reason why I'm not a big list person is I hate trying to rank films, rank things. You know, sure. Because uh, it's hard. Like just just like trying to say my favorite three John Carpenter movies. Man, I had such a hard time like trying to because I like a lot of them. So it's hard for me just to pick out the top three. But I can still list. I can still make lists and just. You know, they may not necessarily be in any particular order or they may, you know. Well, and that's the best part is um, to separate from other folks. We don't have to do it in that order. It would just be saying these few out of this section would be the ones here. And it's just something food for thought. I mean, as we hit the ground running, we're going to do whatever feels right to us. We're going to definitely, like you said, just do what keeps it fun for both of us because we both <laughs> we both have hectic schedules, man. But, uh, you know, to keep it fun and to keep us both interested in it and keep the audience listening, got to give them what they want. If they want to hear about the top five best corn trees, then damn it, we're going to do it. Hell yeah, man, corn trees. <laughs> so, yeah, this is our first episode Uh Sorry if it's a little rough, but we're just kind of getting started here and kind of getting our feet on the ground here. And so I hope you guys enjoyed it. And there's going to be much, many, much more to come. Like I said, at launch, we're going to have three episodes. And, you know, counting this one, we'll have three episodes for you. And there's going to be some really cool topics we're going to talk about. So I'm really excited about those and some familiar faces that you'll hear or some familiar, (laughs) familiar voices you'll hear, uh, too, along with those episodes. So. That'll just be like a nice little uh, Kickstarter to get our show up and going uh, right at the beginning. So we just want to thank everybody for checking out this first episode. And you've been listening to The World of Horror.